Welcome to Inspiring Futures. I'm your host, Ed Cotton. This is a podcast where we talk about the how, what, and why of the future. Welcome to another episode of Inspiring Futures. Um, I'm delighted that Kelly and William uh, are going to be my first uh, guests. Kelly being a strategist, William being a creative, uh, partners in crime in business and have worked together before to talk about um, how strategists and creatives work together and um, how to get the best out of each other and all kinds of other wonderful things. Um, so Kelly, do you want to just give us a little uh, quick intro in terms of your experience and then we'll go on to William? Um, I'm Kelly Robertson. I started my career a week after I graduated from college. I knew I wanted to be an account planner and I got an assistant account planning job at a small agency in Minneapolis and was lucky that my boss there moved to Carmichael, which was my first step into the big leagues, and then fought my way into Fallon. A crowning moment of my career was getting Adrian Ho to hire me. Um, and then um, moved for love to Boston and worked at Mullen for a bit. And then came to San Francisco and was lucky to work at AKQA and take kind of the foundational strategy skills and rigor and apply them to a whole new media landscape and world um, in the mid 2000s, specifically 2007, which was one of the most exciting, I'd argue, years for our industry with uh, mobile, social, Facebook. Um, we were all beta testing a colleague's uh, photo sharing app, uh, which is now Instagram. So that was exciting, um, but helped build a kind of 21st century strategy team to help clients deal with um, and navigate all these new places and mediums and um, opportunities. Um, and then I went to Goodby. I kind of went from head of strategy at um, AKQA and went to Goodby to spend some time as a group strategy director. You don't always have to climb up in the ladder. You can go up and down. Um, because honestly, I missed owning the brand and um, defining brands. AKQA was so focused on innovation. Um, had a great time at Goodby and then RGA called um, looking to reboot the West Coast and specifically the San Francisco office. And so I spent six years at RGA. Um, and then uh, it was February of this year, January of this year, um, where I realized after a lot of agencies um, it was time to do it a better way or a different way and make some change. So I quit and uh, Will and I started Hyphenated and here we are. Awesome. Will, what, uh, what have you been up to? What's your background? Uh, so born in Pico Union in East LA and was a graffiti writer because uh, I had a lot to say. And, you know, my mom didn't know she was enabling me. We lived on Pico Boulevard. so. The, the back to our backyard was like a 60 by 20 foot wall, brick wall, which says like, don't get in trouble, paint, paint these walls. So the time I was 15, 16, I was really damn good at uh, can control and, and uh, a good flavor and color. And, and so that landed me some gigs with Snoop Dogg's album for his album cover for Ice Cube, for the East Siders, for Eminem. And, and so I kind of decided then and there that I'm just going to stay focused, stay in school and, and go study design so that I can design album artwork for the rest of my life. Uh, went to art center uh, and essentially an instructor there was like, you got to talk to the guys that work on Apple. He was a head of design at, at TBWA. And, and so I did, and we ended up, you know, met Duncan. He was amazing. Um, and, and, Grumbaum, um, and and so they took a liking to me, and I was one of the original 25 at Mal, um, and, and that's how I started my career with, you know, and this is these are the days where Lee was there three or four times a week, so getting to really, that was my MBA, getting to really uh, spend time with him and James Vincent uh, and see how their minds worked uh, was awesome. Um, and, and so I loved it so much, I stayed in the family, I went to Shia, San Francisco, uh, which with Chuck um, and essentially uh, worked there during the Cutwater years, and 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 that was we had a great success from like Ray-Ban to Levi's and and, and so on, um, and then jumped to New, to New York 
um, but right before I did, um, I had a life event that just kind of made me go, fuck it. I got I gotta get out of this business. Um, and, and I spent all my money, went broke traveling for a year. <laughs> uh, mostly six months abroad. The rest was just in California. Um, and, 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 and that kind of reset me. And, and in that I, I ended up meeting with the folks at Wyden and I went to Wyden, New York and, and fell in love with the city. Um, but it took me a good two years to kind of get my head back in the, in, in the business. Um, and, and from there, um, uh, went to the Martin agency in Richmond, Virginia, and then re returned back to uh, Shia LA um, and similar thing. RJ called, met Nick Law, and I was like, this guy's amazing. Um, I have to go work with him. And, and, and so ended up at RJ LA uh, and spent a good amount of time, about five, five or so years working on Beats by Dre. And, and, and you know, um, at the end of it too, for me, it, it, it was, I've always known I wanted to do my own thing. Um, that, that was just always in my blood. My parents are entrepreneurs. Um, but I think, you know, the way the process and, 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 and the system worked, um, that made it definitely clear. I was like, okay, this has to change. This is no longer working for clients or for agencies. Uh, and, and, and to be honest, um, I've always believed that creatives should be owners. In fact, the best agencies in the world were founded by creative creatives. Um, um, and, and it was even more important that an agency was founded by a brown creative man, at least for me, uh, and, and, and kind of flip the model upside down. Yeah. So, so here we are. how did you, Kelly, how did you guys meet? When did you guys first start working again? Can I give the real story? Um, I was called in to help his team, his hustle team, on a pitch, and they because their strategy director, uh, there was an issue. There was a they needed a new one. <laughs> uh, let's say that um, they needed someone to come in and pitch it for a quick pitch. Uh, so we met that way, and I was super struck by. I mean, RGA was always really collaborative, but the way this team, Will's team specifically. Um, there were no silos, there were no boundaries, um, like everyone just was in the work together and it was rare to see a creative director so um, open to other disciplines ideas, even the night before. So um, it was about two and a half to three years ago, I was called in last minute to help out and just tried to be useful and valuable to land things for that very odd pitch, if you recall. Okay. Do you remember this, Will? Of course I do. Um, essentially, so there was a, we, we, a period of time where, where I was like acting ESD, acting ECD, acting whatever, um, and uh, junior um, uh, as well. Uh, and and, and it, it was because it was transition time where uh, we had just lost our, 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 our strategy director and, and, and we needed someone to kind of come in and, and pinch it for us. And that was the beauty of the mechanic between RG and Hustle when it worked at its best, we could tap into the network for people like Kelly um, and, and, uh, and, and so made it easier. Uh, but what I enjoyed when, when I met Kelly is, so if, if, if you, the way I approach creativity is like, we're all here to serve it, uh, right? And that doesn't mean you're here to serve a creative director. I think a lot of creatives misinterpret that. Um, and, and, and so, uh, I think strategy should be, it's the first kind of line of defense and should be sacrificed for better creative opportunities, for better creative thinking. And throughout the process, it should be married. Um, and so Kelly came in, no ego, jumped right in and um, um, lended not just a hand, but, you know, was there sweating the details as much as we were. And so I enjoyed that. Um, but very quickly, I noticed that her approach was, um, completely different and uh, to mine, and 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 she had she had different muscles working, and so I enjoyed the the dimension that was brought to the project. So, uh, so you first met three years ago, and then were you continually talking? And um, was it, it when did you guys have? When did you guys think of that you might do something together? So 
you know, I kind of was trying to find another excuse to, to, to work with her. Um, and, and, you know, I'm very, uh, the team and I, wherever, uh, um, teams that I typically assemble, uh, we, we become friends first, uh, and, and, and we keep that relationship. So I asked them like, you know, who do you want to keep working with? Like, what, what are you, what are you feeling? Cause it's all about that vibe and that chemistry. And, and so, um, uh, Kelly kept popping up and, and, and so, I knew functionally the the the, the benefits. Um, I, I I I love the fact that emotionally those those were there as well for the team. So we we uh, asked her to kind of help us on another pitch, and then eventually it just kind of we were trusted. By the time um, you know, as as recently as two years ago, our our titles were so bloated that you know uh, we were kind of. Uh, West Coast in, 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 in uh-huh. to, to a degree, and, and there was a lot of change in RGA from losing the the OG kind of leadership team uh, um, that we just needed to kind of solidify the different aspects of, of the operation uh, and, and offices, and, and so um, that allowed us to kind of work together a ton and experiment a ton with structuring teams, with what it takes to win, what did we learn from it, um, and 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 so on and so forth. So so that's kind of uh, what, what took course? I mean, I don't know. What would you would you add anything to that, Kelly? Not really. I mean, I think we just keep finding projects to work on together. Because um, to Will's point, like uh, the different way our brains work, um, and just like a focus on creativity, maybe somewhere where um, things have lo- had lost their way, just was really important for us to cultivate within our teams. Like it is all about the work. It is all about the work. It is all about the creative output. Um, so we just kind of created that space. So um, beginning of this year, you, you sort of, did you formal, was it, were you formalized what you were doing in February? Yes. Yeah. So what, what's, um, what's the meaning of, what's the meaning of hyphenated? So um, hyphenated, you know, if, if you just look at it through historic terms, it, it was a name that was given to you like a half caste, if you will. Um, and, and so you're Irish American, you're Mexican American. And, and, and in most recent years, um, you know, people are breaking kind of the boxes that they've been and the labels that have been assigned to them. And, and we wanted to make sure that the name served more so as a reminder of the kind of people and kind of world we want and less so um, um, as, as, as something that's, uh, had a last name attached to it. Um, and, and, and more importantly, um, uh, hyphenated for us at the very core is a hyphen. So what does the hyphen do? It bridges uh, at times two things that are either opposites or, or, or adjacent. Um, and, 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 and it, and it brings kind of that unity with a bit more power, um, so we love that. We love to think that people mean more than what we see, right? Uh, if you saw me in the street, you'd go, that's just a kid from East LA, or at this point, a grown man from East LA. And, you know, it's, it's definitely much more than that. And, and I think in our business, the thing that uh, Kelly and I agree on is, is we work so hard to oversimplify everyone, you know, and, and simplify behavior, simplify attitudes, simplify, you know, uh, these communities that, that we want to serve. Um, and that brands need to really connect with. And so we wanted to bring that dimension back into the people's lives. Um, and, and so timing couldn't, couldn't be better. Sure. Kelly, what's your, what's your take on hyphenated? Well, the bridge for me is what's important. I mean, Will likes to talk about how he's from East LA. I'm from East Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, and just that balance, like uh, someone needs to look at Will and call him out and be like, okay, what are you really saying here? What does it really mean? How can we really apply it? Um, so just like that back and forth. And and honestly, just the, the bridge, the lack of silos is what's important for me. Like um, we all are great at our craft, but we're all here for the work together. So um, uh just that nuance and that appreciation for us to kind of blur back and forth and do things uh, more collaboratively than had been done in the past is how I like to work. And I think that's what we represent. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, when what you're seeing right now, a ton, there's a ton of one man bands, you know, there's like creative freelancers and the strategy freelancers. You don't see that many strategists and creative pairs. 
setting? The amount of strategy freelancers who have come up to me and said, damn, I wish I would have done it with a creative partner has been interesting. Um, but for me, I don't enjoy doing strategy not in service of output or work. A lot of people do, and a lot of people have flourishing careers. It is not my thing. Um, so to serve the work or to do strategy in service of something that's going to come out in the world is what I wanted to do. Um, so it just made a lot of sense. And in hindsight, a lot of people have kind of tapped me on the shoulder and say, I should have done it that way too. Well, what about yeah. your, what about your thoughts? Obviously, because you, 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 you've experienced the benefits of working with Kelly before you felt it was an important way to go forward. Yeah, I think, um, I, th I think, strategy has been over intellectualized and, and people and there's a lot of data to prove any point and and so people don't know what to do with it and and i think um um I, it's a simple belief that like a strategy on its own uh um uh, uh is 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 not enough anymore and 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 that's because it's you can't action it and and strategy is designed to deliver outcomes right and and so what's the best way to shorten the gap between uh, a perfect plan it's the execution right and and the the execution for me is is where everything fails or lives it's it's it shows you the card it shows you the hand and and so i think with the understanding of of the form uh whatever artifacts need to take and 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 the taste level that it requires and the empathy uh, that a brand now needs to kind of hold dear, uh, um, you know, strategy without uh, 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 creativity is, is worthless. I would also say the same uh, the other way, meaning creativity on its own just makes you a pinch hitter, you know, and, and we're, we're not here to pinch hit. We're, we're here to build a new way and uh, essentially, um, um, our whole philosophy is the smallest and you big, you get real big value, um, out of working with, with us and, 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 and casting the right team. Um, so we try to play, uh, uh, more, more of a special ops. Um, and, and, and what we tell our partners is, listen, uh, this is beautiful confrontation. We're going to have strong, real, raw conversations. We're going to show you the raw truth. And sometimes it's not the truth you want to hear but that's the value we bring. We're also gonna try to find the best solutions, right? Um, and, and, you know, we're not gonna be forcing you to buy something. We're not here to sell you any bill of goods. We're here to solve your problems. And, and, and so I think you have to do that with strategy and, and creative married from the start, right? So I spend a lot of time um, uh, 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 in the upfront uh, with Kelly and, and, and Kelly spends a lot of time in, in the creative, you know, um, and, and I think these archaic structures uh, from the past were designed to, you know, uh, this is the work that we've done strategy with very little input uh, from their partners or their partners not even caring what the strategy says because they're going to ignore it anyway. Um, and, 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 and so, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be around brilliant strategists uh, throughout my career. And, and, and so I know what it's worth. What do you, um, what do you believe a, a, a brilliant strategist gives you that a not brilliant strategist doesn't? Um, I can even, you know, I think when I, when I look at what Kelly and, and, and Rob Campbell and Neil Berry and, and, and uh, some of the people that I've, I've worked through in my career, Eric Hansen, like, they were able to, to be vulnerable with their thinking, which is something is expected of creatives every single day, right? Um, and, and, and they are also able to pick up the pen, pencil, Sharpie, and sit right next to you and obsess about how we rearticulated or reframe the problem correctly. Is that the real problem? Because look at what it's telling us over here um you know and then understanding of of the power of a of an idea uh but also pushing to not have it be conveyed or presented or introduced into the world in the same old-fashioned way uh, uh and so i think a great strategist from a discipline standpoint 
has uh, a lot of qualities, right? So it, it's not just enough to know brand. It's you need to know how to apply it. You need to know how to how to how to measure it. Um, and 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 two, you have to understand uh, this new world we're in, right? Uh, with the the types of of, of services that exist, uh, and 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 you know when you think about your audience or, or, or what we like to call people, um, we don't think in consumers or, or audiences. And, and that's deliberate um, because they're not waiting to buy, you know, like the, 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 they're actually not even thinking about you as a brand. Uh, um, we have to think about how do we trigger them? How do we connect with them before we ever try to sell them something? Um, and, 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 and so, that's what every great strategist that I've worked with has been able to do. Um, um, and, and it was, and another name to throw in there is Nick Baum. Like there was no ego and, and they would work as hard on the creative side of the presentation as they would on the strategic side. And, and, and we, we, we take it to town. So, um, um, that's what I think. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You guys, the, the, we talked about silos, and you know, you talked about the creative strategy silos and strategists who kind of work in their own vacuum. And then you've got the digital versus traditional silos, which is so strong. You know, there's people who only want to do TV and you can't tell them to do other things. And there's people who only know how to do a Facebook ad and don't know how to do anything else. We've got into sort of hyper specialization and, and also um, almost generational um, belief systems that are really kind of become ingrained and really constrain the output. It's interesting that you guys have spent time in both worlds. Seems like a massive benefit. Well, I think it's, it's pretty simple. The foundations are the same, regardless of what you're applying creativity or strategy to. And I think I was scared to death going to AKQA, but then I was like, okay, I know how to understand people. I know what a brand is. I know how to write a great brief and what an insight is. I think we're going to be okay. And like, it's all the same. It's just how it comes to life. Um, and, and that craft and nuance is not easy. I'm not going to like oversimplify that. But I think when you know the role and you know what's important and you know how to connect with people and what matters, the specializations are necessary at the end. Um, I think we did. A, I think I did a, an informal poll on LinkedIn. We probably ended up with forty-five different titles of strategist. So, you know, you've got to. The, I have to ask the question: How many of those truly are strategists? I mean, they all have strategists in their title, but doing doing the job that you would define in your in your world as a strategy. I'm not sure that everyone is doing that. You had asked a question um, or maybe mentioned, you know, are you a strategist if you don't have creative output? And I, the answer is, yeah, I'm not here to judge what these people think they are doing. I am sure that they are defining problems and creating paths to solve problems. That's strategy quite simply. And so it can have a lot of flavors and can have a lot of titles. It's not my thing. <laughs> it's not the way I want to do it. Um, but I mean, I, I think there are a lot of business, marketing, communications problems to be brand problems to be solved, and a lot of people out there doing them. Um, for me, the way I like to do it is in partnership with the creative because I think strategy can get 75, 85% there. Then you got to throw it over to the people who are going to do things with it, and then you come back and reinform the strategy. That's just the way I like to work. But all those other flavors might have different opinions, which will show up on the podcast, maybe, right? Yeah. But do you also client side? You've got you've got a, an interesting bifurcation too. You've got the growth hacker, and you've got the brand person. You know, sometimes separate. You know, sometimes the person who just drives the metrics and drives the traffic and drives the membership and drives the growth, and then the person who's responsible for brand, and they don't always see eye to eye and they don't always share budgets and i don't know if that's something i i found pretty constantly out on the west coast um and i don't yeah, know you it more more than you'd like um and and it's why brands are so fractured today right yeah. it, it, it it's got that the brands have a gap now 
Uh, and it's usually cut between being a useful brand that measures everything and, and has uh, uh, um, uh, performance in its DNA, or you have a, a brand that's just more meaningful but lacks that other aspect and or there's a hierarchy. And, 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 and you know, I think it's with the proliferation of, of tools and, and, and the internet, um, uh, which did two things in our industry. One, it, it, for, 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 for the new kids, which 15 years ago, those new kids for the AKQAs and RGAs of the world, um, uh, it, it, it allowed them to, to create new, new roles. New, it was a new world, new, new, new skill sets because the world needed it. Um, and, and, you know, given the industry that we exist in, uh, many followed suit, um, but some with the, with the lacking of the understanding of what that role actually did. Um, and, and, you know, I, I feel like now we exist uh, uh, in, in a world where that expertise has been fractured so much. Um, and, 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 and I think the greatest suffering is being caused because clients don't have that alignment. Right. And so when we look at partners, we want to ensure that we're, we're talking to the C-suite um, um, and or if we're talking strictly within marketing. Uh, we want to make sure that marketing ops and, 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 and people who are, who are responsible for growth or, or consumer centric um, are, are in are at least in the same room. Um, and, and, and that's because you want to have one conversation. What we fail to realize, I think, in this industry, I think you called it earlier with the generational gap. There is a massive generational gap uh, on the client side. You know, who, who, he who is a CMO versus he who is not. Um, and, and also their, their understanding or, or not of, 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 you know, how to measure or, 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 or the importance of, of, of product, um, I think uh, uh, is, is a responsibility that we as an industry failed at, right? Like, you know, I think something Lee used to always preach and teach was is like the holistic brand. And, and that was this whole thing with media arts is, is that, you know, uh, the form can be anything, um, right? And it could be uh, a post or it could be uh, a film, um, but also it's our, our job as, as, as leaders and, and kind of caretakers of these brands to preach and teach what it means to be a holistic brand, what aspects of the business need to be involved you know, uh, within marketing, even, you know, paying attention to, to the small stuff actually is the stuff that delivers the big stuff, but, uh, it's a coexistence. And, and so I think for us, um, you know, we get the ability to pick and choose what, what we want to work on and who we want to work with. Uh, it's important. You know, I think principles have been lost, um, um, uh, from an agency standards standpoint, uh, and two, uh, um, I think clients uh, have to reinvent as much as our industry has to um, and, and, and better connect, um, uh, whether it's a chief brand officer or a CMO or, or a chief customer officer, uh, they, they should be sitting at the same table uh, and, and both should be weighed heavily and, 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 and considered in every aspect of the operation. Uh, so, I think... I think I'd really like to get your, your perspective on, on the changing world of brand. I mean, I, I think, you know, if you, if you follow the madman kind of dialogue around brand, it was advertising was the magic that made a brand something, that turned a brand into something that it, or it hadn't been. And, you know, back in the 50s, using Freudian and, and deep, deep understanding of psychology to to um personify brands in certain ways that they could connect with consumers to today where you have a brand like netflix i don't know one of the most successful brands in history i haven't seen an ad camp i mean i haven't seen a brand ad campaign for netflix just doesn't exist yeah um so there seems like a sea it's a sea change from the world of oil of ole to, <laughs> yeah. to, to Netflix. Uh, and I just wanted to get, get your thoughts because you, 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 you've lived those brands in a way um, as to what creative output really is. You know, to me, creative output could just as well be the user interface on Netflix as, as it is a ad campaign. But somebody tuning into this, hearing you talk about creative output, 
might think you mean TV commercials. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, can I go for it? Well, I, um, I think that's a great thing to clarify what we mean by output. I think we're working with a small company now. So you're right. Your brand is your experience. Um, your brand is your interface. The brand is that service that you provide. It's not an ad campaign. It's not a, a television spot. Um, but I think a lot of those services hit a point where they're like, who are we? What do we stand for? What are the rules that govern and um, are guardians of the future decisions and actions that we make? And, you know, Airbnb, Uber, maybe Netflix will have this, like, we'll hit a point where it's like, who are we? What do we believe in? Who are we for? And how do we make sure that comes to life? So when, when other brands do or other companies do what we do, we are meaningfully different. Um, but, but output in this case, so we're working with a small company right now, um, as they're bringing themselves to life, um, and it's a CPG company, it's like they're realizing they're lacking consistent voice and consistent visuals and consistent tone um, because they, they, it's, they're not succinctly defined who and what they are strategically. And so output in that sense is um, clear definition on who they are, who, the, who, who they're for, and how that governs the way they do social posts and maybe even product innovation. Um, so output in that case is just a set of guidelines, creative uh, vision and um, strategic foundation for them as they go, grow and scale and do new things and uh, pick new distribution partners and do whatever they want to do with their marketing budget. Hopefully we're a part of that as well. Um, but in that case, the outcome is just a, a really strong sense of who you are and what that means for how you come to life. Yeah, and, and we take it a step further. Uh, we, 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 we give them the, or, or, or in this case, uh, and something we aim to do every single time is give them the platform. Like we don't believe in campaigns. We, we, it's like it's platforms that you can go back to uh, because they're, they're evergreen. Um, and, and, and you can have a, a set of, of a few platforms, right? And, and so we have uh, one that, that we've developed for them or that we cracked for them that uh, everyone's pretty stoked. And, and that is, is kind of, when we say the work, we don't mean it in the old way of like the work is all that matters. Um, uh, uh, the, the, the work for us is, is it's got to be emotionally too for our team. Because, you know, seeing like, you know, the carnage at, at agencies and, and, and the soul just being ripped out of talent that are, how we're going to, should be having a future uh, in our industry, um, you know, uh, and then just leaving the industry altogether. We're like, nope, the work, it's got to be equally soul satisfying and encouraging for you. Um, and, and, you know, we get to choose who, who, who we work with. I think on, on the point for brand, you know, I think we're in, in the era where, where uh, uh, brand is the experience. Um, um, and, and I think we've been in that for the last decade. Um, where, where, where that, we've truly lived that, right? Where we're truly seeing the, the, the highest levels of that. Um, but, but in entertainment specifically, uh, you're about to see a ton of brand work. And, 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 and from brands like uh, Netflix as well. Um, because you know they they were the lone uh, they, they they were able to lap some of the giants um, and, and now that you have a uh, uh, Disney Plus and and, and HBO Max and, and Apple uh, TV and so on and so forth uh, uh, it's about to get interesting and and so uh, I'm looking forward uh, uh, to kind of what will ensue but also I don't think it will be strictly comms I, I think there's an understand there's for whatever reason for, for 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 companies in our industry we focus on brand we don't really brand ourselves well um i think i think traditional agencies are only seen as traditional comms agencies and 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 or innovation or, or digital agencies are only seen as as that and and i think there's very capable people on both sides um on all sides um um it's 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 i think maybe a way for for clients to to understand how to use us and weaponize us but um i think uh the netflix of the world uh who who've en enjoyed a ton of success and early success uh, uh are now entering another phase where okay not now now it's real because there's a ton of money on the other side and it's not just one enemy on the front line it's three or four 
Uh, and, and so how do we now live our values? They've done a, a, a really good job with, with um, strong black lead. Um, I call that all brand. Um, and, and they've been doing that for years, right? And, and so it wasn't accidental or, oh, you know, there's a moment we're in, we have to do something to fuel it. In fact, fueling it was only part of the plan, a plan that they started executing five years ago. And, and, and so I think things like that uh, are, 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 are what these brands are going to be judged on, you know, because everything's exposed, everyone's exposed. And, 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 and so, um, yeah, I'm, we're excited. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think they, I, I think there's another, another really key ingredient that I thought ad agencies are really bad at, which was internal culture. I mean, we'd put, we'd put a few posters up in the lobby and call it quits that we got done. Whereas if you, don't have your, if you don't have your people motivated around your platform, around your idea, it's going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like it's a ton of work to be done there. Uh, and that can be done there by people who can be bothered to do it. <laughs> Yeah. I love to talk about what I don't think agencies are doing very well. Um, I, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, one of my favorite things that Will and I did when we were together at RGA <clears throat> was put in a pitch postmortem um, process. Pardon? Pitch postmortem process. Well, not, I mean, they exist. Most agencies have them. What we focused on was there's a million reasons you're not going to win a pitch. Yeah. A lot of reasons. The first question we asked was, are you proud of the work we delivered? Because win or lose, it's going to be hell, regardless. It's, you know, different types of people coming in. It's not easy. If it's going to be, if you're going to do great work, it will not be easy. Um, it will be exhausting. It will be hard. There will be conflict. Um, does, what matters is, are you proud of what you delivered? Like, was it worth the late nights? Was it worth the stress? Was it worth the anxiety? Um, and, and, and I mean, that gets that culture. If that is what you measure, if you're proud of the work, that means you're creating teams who really care about the output and what you're putting together. And you feel, you still feel good about it, win or lose. I think that that's something culturally that um, I believe in. Like we lost, there's a million reasons you could lose, um, but are, are we really proud of the work we did? And do we think it's the best thing we could do? So that it was four simple questions. And are you proud of what we delivered was the first one. And I think they're still using that survey today. And I think it's the right question to be asking of teams. Yeah. And, and, and I think um, in those scenarios, like we architected the teams, everything was casted, right? And, and that's important. I, I've always, you know, I got promoted to creative director when I was at uh, Martin. And, and I got a wonderful note from the late uh, Mike Hughes uh, 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 welcoming me into my new role. And, and the first day of, uh, of me where, where I stopped working for myself and I started working for others. And that was ingrained in that culture. Um, and, and, and I was so taken aback and, and I made it my mission to work that way. Uh, so flip leadership structure where uh, I, I think cultures and, and, and people who work with me can attest to this. Um, um, I've always built environments that are bottom up and, and meaning I, I, I approach the, the team, I have a strong point of view, but, but I listen to their point of view, because to be honest, the older you get in this business, the less relevant your point of view is. You just, you just become, uh, uh, an expert that becomes a guide. Um, but, but more importantly, leaders have to be empathetic and open. And, and we don't have a lot of those leaders in this industry. Uh, and so we're not building people. And, and, and the job, you're, you're taking people that are 20, 22, 23, 24, and 30. Doesn't matter, it doesn't have to do with age, actually. It has everything to do with, with self-worth and confidence. And, and they're, 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 uh, the best ones allow themselves to be vulnerable with you. And it's what you do with that vulnerability both strategically, creatively, from a skill set standpoint, but then from an individual standpoint. I think our job's to build them because if we do, it's better for our industry. It's better for them. And, and, and so um, that's something I've always taken pride at. And, and depending 
on 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 what is it that we do yeah we are going to have long nights we are going to have it's just part of the business um but we want to make sure that everyone's growing every step of the way uh it's hard to do at, at, at a global network right um it's hard to do in times like this where everyone's getting squeezed from a resource standpoint getting squeezed from a budget standpoint um um, and, and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, I think for us, uh, we don't ever want to be in a situation where we got to pay the real estate tax and, 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 and carrying non-essentials like very, it's a reason why it's a strategist and a creative, you know, it's not that we don't believe in an account person just that, you know, everyone we bring onto the team needs to bring immediate value and impact. Right. And, 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 and either that's through thinking or through doing. Um, and uh, quite frankly, I think for us, we'd love to be in front of the conversations and in the rooms with the conversations uh, uh, so that we can better guide our teams uh, and, and also better guide the clients and, and our partners, right? I think, I think partners a lot of times just want to be listened to us. So I think the same culture that you're trying to harness and build at an agency should be harnessed and built. And we don't put enough emphasis on, on the client side, right? Um, I, I think the amount of agencies that I've been at where I've heard, oh, the clients don't get it or this or that, that, that just, you're just closing yourself off because maybe we didn't make the most compelling case. Maybe it didn't really solve their business problem the way we thought it was. Uh, maybe we just never listened to what they wanted. I think, I think when, 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 become expert listeners uh, uh, um, you, 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 you become more iterative on taste and quality and less uh, 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 revisions um, um, uh, because you've missed the target uh, so um, we try to apply the same care to our partners and, and, and just be treat them like humans that, that happen to do be marketers for, for a living what, what what is your what is your take on this um i mean is is it is insight overrated that's my question <laughs> is that overrated um the well, here, here's why here's why i'm going to tell you is insight overrated um you remember the campaign that was done by fcb where the you went into mcdonald's and you get a free burger king it was, yes. it was all to do with geo geofencing, right? It won countless awards. Um, the insight was McDonald's has twice as many restaurants as you as 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 you have. I mean, that's what they printed in the case studies. I mean, other than there may have been more nuance and technological and cultural insight available. Um, that's what it got reduced to. Um, it, it is, what, 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 do you, what do you guys feel is, is insight is, I mean, one thing I definitely know is they're harder, they're harder to find than ever. Um, but also you see a lot of work that seems devoid of any insight too. Um, that McDonald's insight is a fantastic fact yeah it's not an insight and the majority right. of things that are labeled insight aren't insights right insights are really hard because there are new ways of looking at things so no that's not an insight is it a great truth yeah does it is i would argue it's lazy because i'm sure that work has more nuance around it if you pull other threads about people being surprised or the use of technology or, and you take that and add it to the fact, I'm sure you could find the true insight in there, but it just shows that maybe strategy didn't play much of a role in getting to that idea beyond giving a fact. And like the insight came through creative execution and then they were just too lazy to pull it out and like collide it together to actually make it an insight. All due respect, a lot of work and a lot of great work happens on really great truths. But to label something an insight, it, it's got to truly collide different things and pull different threads and weave them together in a new way. And that's damn hard. I think um, 
Well, first of all, I never go by what the board says at an award festival because um, it's written for the festival. Uh, I do think uh, when, when uh, in fact, I think Fernando mentioned um, that that was a proactive idea brought to them by FCB. And, and, and so that's all you need to do, right? It's like, uh, real talk, you don't need, um, um, I think if you're an expert at, 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 at brand or understand what it takes to build brand and to, uh, you could just from the outside be able to have 10 ideas on a brand, you know, uh, especially if the brand is great at executing their strategy because then, then you understand where that, you, you are able to deconstruct what that strategy may be. Um, and so, I, I, and, and, and to be honest, not everything needs an insight. Um, and there's certain categories uh, like uh, uh, fast food that, you know, um, 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 it's, a, it's more of a war than it is, you know, uh, a, 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 a romantics version of storytelling, right? It, it, it's, it's, and, and so it's, it's, oh, cool. How do we out, how done, how do we out, uh, how do we get more clever or, or, or how do we weaponize media? To yeah. yeah. And so it's a different approach. Um, and, and, and it's, 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 it's and, and, and so I think, so that's what I would say. I do think, uh, insight is uncovering a way and making a connection that was always maybe there that no one ever saw or noticed. And, and two, um, um, I think it's going to become one of the most important things because consumers, uh, uh, people are going to demand that you understand them. Um, and, and there's enough people that are starting to enter our industry that, that start valuing the dimension that they have. And, 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 and we're going to be very vocal about that dimension and honoring it. Um, um, and, and, and so, um, I think insights are going to get more important, um, and they're going to be harder and harder to find especially if you don't have people who, who are, who are, are regardless of the tools that exist and, 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 you know, the kind of groundwork you, you, you need to, you need to be able to kind of uh, make to uncover these ideas and or uh, truths or insights. It's in how well you can prospect how it's in the hand of, 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 of the person listening and looking for it. It's in the hand that it, of the person that it's being presented to, to understand and to be able to see what's not there for others. And, and, and so that human quality isn't going away. Um, and, 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 and so, I mean, something we, we like to say uh, uh, to our partners is, is people before profit, right? Yeah. COVID has become the great equalizer yeah. uh, and, and accelerant for, for businesses, right? Uh, to on-ramp into whatever, whether it's digital transformation, whether it's brand, whatever it may be for them that they, that's most pressing. Um, but but we're, we're now at a time yeah. where it's accelerated. Uh, 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 you know, if, if they're going to bridge the gap in scale, uh, uh, they have to put people first and, 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 and serve their people first. Um, and, and then profit will come. Uh, yeah, it's and, interesting. I think the COVID thing is interesting when you look at it, when you look at a lot of the advertising played to human truths, but they all are generic. And so all the ads look the same. The only brand to me that did anything that was relatively interesting was Apple with the working from home spot, which is really a film. Um, but everyone else was kind of like, so it seems that you've got this real, you know, you've got this real challenge right now because brands, Brands want to be small and big at the same time. So they want, to, they want the big thing that unifies every, everybody. And that really takes something bold and brave. But, but the, the human truths are the human truths. You've got to find a new way of dramatizing a human truth. And then all the small stuff is happening in the niches. It's, you, know, you want to understand this particular culture. We live in a hyphenated culture where your name's so great. You know? You're a DJ, you're an artist, you're a photographer, slash, slash, or you could say hyphen, slash. Um, you, you understand those niches. The, the worlds are where curation and culture and squads and networks matter. And it's about being able to speak the language of that particular niche 
So you got to, it's almost being like multilingual. You got to speak languages of niches and have a really smart way of going after mass. And this is why it's important. I think all that together work, um, it's, 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 it's been, you know, a lot of times clients have an idea of what, in fact, most times of what they, what they want to make. Um, and, and I think a good portion of that work, uh, agencies just accepted and turned it into something. Right. Um, and, uh, I, I also think, um, you know, the, I mean, I remember growing up in this business, we'd go 10 rounds internally before we'd go to a client easy. And it was three to five teams going 10 rounds. Um, and, and so you weeded out the average. Um, but, but, you know, I feel like messaging, if, if, if the goal is a sense of togetherness, that doesn't have to be the message. That could be the emotional takeaway. And, and so there's just, there were so many interesting ways to attack that problem that just weren't used. And, and so, um, it's funny, I, 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 from a storytelling standpoint, like what's happening on TikTok, what's happening in entertainment is, is much more interesting than what's happening in our industry. Um, and, 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 you know, when you, when you look at, um, um, uh, and I think it's, it's because we're applying madman rules from a bygone era where the rule was tell them what you want them to think exactly and just repeat it so they get that point across, right? And simplify, simplify, simplify. The new simplicity is complexity. It's nuance. And, 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 and so uh, togetherness, for depending on the generation, depending on the attitude of that individual, is very different. Um, and, and, and you could be alone uh, and experience uh, a sense of, of, of belonging. Um, so, but yeah, you know, I, it's unfortunate, I feel like, but, but this is a necessary uh, uh, thing to kind of cleanse the industry, revamp it, reinvent it. Um, uh, I think the, the industry is ready for new leaders, new visions, um, and new, new approaches. And, and um, you know, uh, I'm excited for, and, and I invite talented creatives and, and, and strategists who want to start their own thing. This is the time to do it. You know, uh, I think this time will define what we hyphenated are about. It will test us. Uh, I think it'll, as much as it will define and test agencies, right? What, what's great for us is uh, we didn't have any rush to, to, to go convert business. We were like, you know what? Um, um, from March through July, everyone's going to be doing outreach. Everyone's going to be cutting their rates. Everyone's going to be trying to hold on um, so they can pay their bills. We have the luxury of time. Like, let's work on ourselves. What are we about? Let's, 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 well, who do we, who do we want to be partnered with? And, and, and then let's reach out to friends and family to get their input, not to sell them anything. And, and um, um, that's kind of has worked very gracefully and, and essentially the, one of the first uh, organizations we worked with um, and, and, and are still working with uh, is, is a scholarship fund for kids in high school because we knew who's going to take this the hardest, the most socially active group, which is kids in high school, you know? Um, and so how do we work with them uh, uh, and, and to help shore up, um, especially kids in high school that, that are, are, are from underrepresented communities? Um, and, and, and those are choices we get to make, right? And, 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 and so we've treated this year as, you know, let's be defined by the actions that we take, but also uh, um, by the partners that help us uh, uh, build our story. Uh, so, I'm sorry, I went there on a tangent, but. Oh, it was good, it was good, because I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask you guys as we, as, we, as we start to wrap up, advice for, I mean, advice for people who are, who are gonna start up on their own or have started up on their own, and I, and I feel like you sort of answered that in a little bit of a way just then by saying, you know, 
and I, I, don't, I personally think this is this is true, although I'm a, I'm a terrible practitioner of it. Um, sp spend time thinking about who you are, otherwise you're just another. And there are thousands of people out there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Principles before playbooks, and 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 you know what? Finding believers, people who agree on on the destination, but maybe don't agree with you on how to get there. Um, and 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 treating your your partners like you know not like you're here to serve them but that you're bringing value to them right and and i think personally kelly and i have been talking to a ton of friends and have gotten a ton of help um you know and 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 so reaching out um for support is is probably the best thing you can do kelly any words of advice Oh my God, keep the faith. <laughs> it's not easy. Um, especially, I mean, Will's like, he said he was a natural entrepreneur. His parents were entrepreneurs. I think I'm a very unlikely entrepreneur. I mean, you get a job uh, within a company, you stay there forever. My parents think I'm crazy because I've moved to so many agencies. So um, my conviction and my story and it being in my blood is very different than it is for Will. Um, so it's just reminding yourself why you're doing it reminding yourself of what wasn't working and just keeping faith and keep building that belief. And one of the things we talk to a lot of other um, agencies that have started up is, and the thing we're bad at is not we as an industry is what do you sell? What do you make? And we'll talked about this a little bit earlier. Like our thing is platform ideas, like ways to talk about your brand and what you do that live in perpetuity. Um, like, what do you sell? What, what do you do? And who are you for? And just getting those things right and being firm and convicted or con having conviction in them is, I think, the, one of the most important things right now. Okay, last question. Uh, we talked about this kind of jumping off point into a new world um, and these sort of divisions that exist generationally with marketers and agencies. Um, any inspiring directions that you could point people to someone they should listen to something they should read um any suggestions um you can maybe we can circle back it's a hard one to not prepare for but anything yeah. anything uh or any brands that people should look at just something for pe the uninitiated who can oh yeah i get it I, that's interesting Regarding people who want to get into the industry? No, no, just just as what is the new language of the new world and who is speaking the new language and what brands are speaking that new language and, you know, um, what should people be looking at and looking to? Well, I can tell you about the rabbit holes I've been going down that I've been loving. Um, you've had Anna Angelic on and I think she's great, but she's been partnering and someone introduced me to the thinking of Yancey Strickler and I, I'm just such a huge fan. and what is exciting about him and his book which is about what the future could be and his um like whole series of zooms and podcasts and uh video chats is just rethinking it's exactly what we're talking about i think he brings it to a more personal level like um what is meaning today what what really truly matters what does it look like when you revision a world that's not all about corporate profits and revenue and money 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 what could that look like for all of us what is our individual role in contributing to it? And then I like to extract out and Will talks about people over profits. Like, what does that look like for business um, when we just think about the world through a more human lens? So Yancey Strickler is a rabbit hole. I would recommend everybody go down. Great. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and, and, and I think become students, like don't look to the, I, I think looking at ourselves for, for, for leadership is, is, is not necessarily the best thing. Like, I think there's incredible shows and incredible content out there. Um, um, and, and, and gaming even as an experience, how they're breaking narratives, merging worlds, how they're changing landscapes. Uh, um, you know, I, I, and, and also I know I mentioned it before, but, but like TikTok to me captures the spirit of the times. And, 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 and that is beautiful, visual, visceral research. People showing you how they're really feeling uh, in, 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 in small bites and, and, and 
and people learning through that, people protesting through that, and 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 um, and every now and again dancing, but reminding you of the absurdity of life. So like paying attention, like I think sometimes we disregard, just like the industry disregards clients. I think sometimes we disregard people for just being stupid. And and to be honest, they're full of rich, complex qualities that, and it's right in front of our face. They're kind of telling you what they need and want. Um, and 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 so. We just got to be better at listening. Brilliant. Thank you guys so much. That was really awesome. Great conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. This is your host, Ed Cotton. Thank you so much for listening to Inspiring Futures. Until next time.